Welcome to another episode of the Sparkles of Gold Astrology Manifesto podcast. My name is Nicolas Polimanakos, aka Sparkles of Gold. Today's episode is about the new moon in Sagittarius, which happens on Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022. And I say that working from West Coast time, Pacific Standard Time. I'll talk about some of the things I see, some of the things I kind of wrote down here before I started this podcast, but I always leave myself open for whatever flows through. For those of you who know me and have been listening and checking out my YouTube videos, thank you for the support. Uh, right now, I'm trying to get more members to check out my Patreon and some of the things I'm about to do there. If you want to know more about anything about me, especially what I do best, which are one-on-one consultations, you can go to sparklesofgold.com. All right, let's talk about this lunation. We get a little bit of a breather, don't we? I, there's so much intense astrology uh, in the last year uh, since the eclipses that started in Scorpio and Taurus a year ago now, this cycle. And we're coming out, and let me just stop here and say we're not actually coming out, out of the eclipse cycle. I, I, it doesn't really end. The Scorpio and Taurus part of it really doesn't end till next year. But um, we are coming out of the intensity of the South Node eclipse that happened at the end of October and then full moon eclipse that happened in Taurus on November 8th. It seems like a couple of weeks now, but it's actually, it's getting to be a month here, but so much has happened. And I could say that from a, a protect, practitioner perspective and the stories I've heard from my clients and the stories I continue to hear from clients and friends and personal things that I've been seeing that there's just a scorpionic story has happened. And I'm recording this on Sunday, November 20th, uh, which there's a couple Scorpio birthday days left. Um, and then we get into the Sagittarius energy. And I think uh, many people are probably happy for this. I could go either way personally. I, I actually like the Scorpio energy. If it can last another month, I would do it. <laughs> but that's me. Um, I like digging deep. I like going, uh, to those places. But for in general, I think, uh, this particular new moon brings some buoyancy, a little bit of hope, a little bit of optimism. And a big dream in the end. And why do I say that? Well, technically, this new moon happens at one degree Sagittarius. Sagittarian birthdays just started the day before. Along with that, uh, the moon and the sun being in Sagittarius, Venus and Mercury are now in Sagittarius. They've been there for several days now. And the degrees of, of Venus and Mercury are nine Venus Mercury 10. So there's a Mercury Venus conjunction that's happening here. And here we get out of the place of the Scorpio depths, the internal uh, story and personal uh, personalization that's been happening in the Scorpio part of your chart and the dwelling and the going down and digging deep and unearthing things that do not work anymore, which the, uh, in the Scorpio part of your chart, which the eclipses have brought out, uh, the intensity of Scorpio. In the end, we must remember that Scorpio is a water sign. Uh, so we're dealing with intense emotions at times, subconscious emotions that have all been coming up to the surface. Here we now are, uh, Venus and Mercury, who were in uh, Scorpio there for pretty much uh, the Scorpio birthday month, are now have been in Sagittarius. And now we have uh, coming out of that place, that secretive, passionate, obsessive, scorpionic energy place. And we're into the fiery, mutable world and quest 
and that's an important word here, quest of Sagittarius. So Mercury is working through Venus, and we are in another interesting place with dealing with relationships and our value systems in relationships. Now, with Venus being in Sagittarius, there's a more openness, a more uh, boundaryless view, a boundaryless energy that needs to move, especially coming out of at the Scorpion place. And let's not forget before Venus, Venus was in Scorpio, before that was in Libra. And at the end of that Libra cycle, there was an intense Libra or Venus sun conjunction that happened at 29 degrees. So there was a re death and rebirth instance that happened at the end of Libra. Then we went into the shadows of Scorpio and now Venus is in Sagittarius being able to breathe and fire needs air to do its burning thing and to expand its ego energy. I will say ego not in a bad way. I think the fire signs in a, in a sense has a story of ego and there's the light and dark sides to that, the polarity points of that. Here, Venus is moving and wanting a little bit more detachment, a little bit more movement in its mutable ways and speaking through with words, communication, ideas and thoughts and opinions with Mercury and Sagittarius being there. So... We have Mercury, Venus, Sun, Moon, and Sagittarius. Great, right? We Remember, whenever we're looking at a full moon or a new moon, we always like to see the ruler of the lunation. So the ruler of Sagittarius, planetary ruler, would be Jupiter. And we go to the chart to go see where Jupiter is at the current time. And interestingly enough... Jupiter is in the sign of Pisces, where it has uh, been here for uh, a little bit more than a month, and so on and so forth. But Jupiter was in Pisces for the first part of this year. When we got to April and May, it left Pisces and went into Aries. It went into Aries until it stopped and went retrograde and is going all the way back into the last several degrees of Pisces again, which is the 28 and 29 degrees area and this area is what we experience in late spring so this jupiter and pisces is the ruler of this lunation the ruler of the sun and the moon in sagittarius the ruler of venus and mercury in sagittarius so jupiter being at home in pisces wants to expound and drive towards the dream and this dream is creative beautiful and at its heart deals with divine love. Great, isn't it? After all these intense transits. Before I rain on your parade a little bit, <laughs> because in the end, as some of you know, I like to bring in the reality of things. Uh, a little bit uh, of the story has is not with reality. And I, but I think it's good to step away from reality with a healthy container and, and a healthy view and outlook. As long as you have the tools to bring you back from the creative dream divinatory place the place of inspiration and you take that dream and inspiration that hope and ideal and i'm saying this because of jupiter and pisces along with it in general sagittarius likes that buoyancy that quest that seeking something more ahead of you to, to shoot for that one particular star in the sky that you're driven towards and want to know everything about this jupiter and pisces is fueling the sagittarius new moon but it's a lot more, remember, Pisces is water and mutable, so there's no boundaries there, and it doesn't want to, and it can get carried away. I always like to give little AKA warnings about this stuff because there's some of you in your charts where you're already get 
carried away and might have a challenge with boundaries. And this is where you have to be careful. Some of us have too many boundaries and they need to be busted open and need to basically relax and bring in the sweet, sweet (sighs) conduit of divine love into your life and to let go and to trust the universe and that the universe will take care of you. That takes faith and that takes faith in the mystery. And that's ultimately a beautiful thing. Inherently, this is what this new moon is all about, and this Jupiter and Pisces is all about. Um, but there's a little bit more <laughs> to all this. And, you know, in the background here on this day, but several days before, I'm doing this on November 20th, but November 18th, 19th, 20th, all the way into the next week, in the background, we have Neptune and Pisces squaring Mars and Gemini in the background of this. And as you might well know, Mars and Gemini is retrograde. It's a huge uh, transit that started in August and will not end till March. Uh, Mars and retrograde will stop going backwards in uh, January. In this cycle with Mars in, uh, in Gemini retrograde, one of the major chapters is this Neptune squaring Mars. Now, when I say square, for those of you who don't know, mathematically, how we do astrology is it's 90 degrees away from each other. So it's like Neptune runs through the stop sign, and then Mars and Gemini is running through the stop sign at a four-way stop, and they collide. And Neptune's the bigger planet here, symbolically, and it's going to throw its illusion, its fog, its shade, its fantasy on Mars and Gemini. And Mars and Gemini is trying to figure out its own mind these days. And it's scattered going retrograde. And Mars, in anything that it does, takes action and wants to go forth intently. And it's happening in this air sign of Gemini, which deals with the mind of words of communication, of thought process, of being able to handle multiple thoughts at the same time. So Mars being there is not only doing multiple thoughts, it's quadruple the thoughts. It can get completely scattered if it's not focused. And then you have Neptune throwing unfocused energy onto Mars and Gemini. And this is where you could see things get completely convoluted, imaginatory, where you don't know what the truth is. Truth, untruth, information, misinformation. I'm saying using those words because we see that in the world right now. You can actually see the story playing out with Twitter and what's happening with Elon Musk and who holds the keys and the power to to speech and what that means and free speech and all that. And it's all up in the air right now. It's all convoluted. And so I'm giving you an example of Mars squaring, uh, uh, or excuse me, Neptune and Pisces squaring Mars and Gemini. You're like, why does this matter to this new moon? Well, If I were to go look at the Mars and Gemini and ask what planet it rules, rules it, it's Mercury. And if we go to the chart, this new moon chart, we know, as I've said in the beginning of this podcast, that Mercury is in Sagittarius. Just that alone of Mercury seeking and more knowledge, uh, uh, more truth, a a bigger quest of the mind, a bigger uh, uh, comparing philosophies, going to quote unquote school or workshops. That's how Mercury and Sag wants to go. It's like going to graduate school. And then not only that, you're traveling around and absorbing all types of new different truths to maybe incorporate into your own. But it's boundary, boundaryless and, and has this hope and buoyancy. It can get 
thrown off course by not having certain types of reality help contain it. So you could see how Mercury ruling this Mars and Gemini that's affected by this Neptune in Pisces, how things can get completely blown out out of proportion in conversations and thought processes. You know, a lot of times I think in tarot, if you know tarot cards, um, you know, the swords, the suit of swords deals with the mind. And you can see the story if you start from, from the ace, you go all the way through. And I think there's a lot of that energy here of the confusion of the mind and what happens with self-sabotage of the mind and, and oneself. If you are a person who's a Sagittarius or Gemini or Pisces, you got a lot of this going on in your world right now, actually. And if not, you can just go look to those parts of your chart and you will see this. Now, to bring back the goodness of all this, you know, um, uh, the structure in this chart. Because everything I just mentioned all has to do with mutable signs. They tend to not like structure. They want to, like, change the structure. That's why they're mutable, okay? But the structure in this lunation and chart and for those who've known me and listened to my videos as of late, um, the structure here is with Saturn in this chart. And Saturn is currently in Aquarius at 19 degrees. And it also has an interesting relationship with this Mars and Gemini in the chart. And it's a trine. It's 120 degrees away from each other. It's a free-flowing, pretty good aspect if it's used and exercised like a muscle. And Saturn at 19 degrees Aquarius, trining Mars at 21 degrees Gemini, which is retrograde. Here is the container. Here's the rock and the place you could hold on to that has structure. It's not fully mutable. It, it Saturn requires a pillar and foundations for you to stand upon or at least go to so you can feel grounded. Thankfully, we have Saturn and Aquarius here to hold down this chart. And uh, again, I'm not going to clown or get on like it's wrong to have buoyancy, hope, and all that stuff because of what we've been through this year with a lot of the transits. So all in all, this new moon in Sagittarius, yeah, it's great, you know. But again, uh, in in a world of intensity, of uh, times confusion, with so much information thrown in our faces, it's really easy for our nervous systems to get thrown off is if they're not thrown off already and the, the serotonin hits that happen in our brain with the internet and scrolling and then you're we're talking about a, a new moon here that deals with expansiveness and the quests it's great to go seek out answers i think it's great to go within and outside of yourself to seek answers in, in a healthy way if you use saturn in this transit as to look for the saturn and aquarius here for look for the ingenuity in the container the ingenuity of uh, and the new way of bringing in tools to help you on this expansive quest and this hope and dream that that you want to place your wish upon that you want to hopefully fulfill you need a container for it in the end so have at it Dream on this new moon. Take the Sagittarius energy that's ruled by Jupiter and Pisces and go for the dream and stand in that divine love and let that in, that beautiful energy come through you. But take notes and put it off to the side and let it simmer for a while because you'll need a container for that dream to fulfill itself. And if you notice yourself trailing off or you had a, a bunch of extra drinks... You took, you did some micro dosing. You smoked a joint. You hit a brownie. You, you 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 went for a walk, and the dream hit you. You, I'm just giving you examples. Some people do yoga. Some people 
they like me. I I love washing dishes. That's where I get zen out. That's where my inspiration comes from. That's where my calm comes from. If you could believe it, I have some other things too. But I, that's great. But it's how you do it. It's how you uh, uh, seek out the dream. It's how you go for your quest. And in the end, you want something to to give you some basis and grounding and reality. So. That's one half of it to give you. I'm always going to give you both sides. You want to use the Saturn and Aquarius trine Mars uh, in Gemini to uh, solidify the thought. Hone down the multiple sentences or multiple uh, storylines that you've crafted. Uh, um, uh, get rid of the waste of things that you will not finish and fulfill because this happens in a Gemini story and immutable stories in general where multiple things are started and then they're not finished. Sag does it. Pisces does it. Virgo does it. Gemini does it. So, you know, a lot of mutability in this chart and this lunation. So you you, you want to go, okay, maybe two things. Okay, I'll give you that. Do two things instead of one or maybe one thing. But, you know, you weigh it out, but you have to make sure that you push out the things that you're not going to finish or you save them for later. And you concentrate using Saturn, trying Mars to uh, for that one thing, that one story in your head, that one really powerful beautiful, expansive, optimistic dream you got rolling with this lunation. Side note, we do have a Jupiter and Pisces trine while I'm doing this on, in, in late degrees of Scorpio. So that helps here two days before this new moon. You have a setup going on with water signs, which there was a lot of this going on in a week before when a uh, week and a half before with Mercury and Venus when they were in Scorpio and they did all these harsh aspects. But at coming out at the very end of Scorpio was getting help and, and with Neptune and Jupiter and Pisces at the late degrees. And the last chapter of that is Jupiter sextile, um, excuse me, Jupiter and Pisces trying to Scorpio sun before this new moon happens. And it's kind of in a weird, interesting way. And I think if you look at this as something as a, like, you know me, y'all, I'm going to talk about ritual constantly because life is a ritual. As, as, as you, if you don't know, the, the space and time where the moon in relation to the sun is before the new moon happens is called balsamic. It is the ending phase before the new moon. It's the darkest of the dark. It's the, it's the death place. It's the place where there's nothing anymore. Everything has been recycled and gone to waste to prepare itself for the new moon. And in this place is, is a place of chill, of meditation, of letting go, you know, and that energy, that scorpionic energy in that place is is there before this new moon with Jupiter in Pisces trining the late degree 28, 29 degree Scorpio sun. So there is something here. And if you happen to listen to this before the new moon on Wednesday, take advantage of that meditative quiet place in the last degrees of Scorpio. It is so powerful. As someone who knows this very well in my personal life, these late degrees in Scorpio, um, this is the place where um, the, the final act of regeneration happens in this Scorpionic story. It, in a sense, it's the place of really the one last thing to let go of in the Scorpionic story. But it's in a place of not harshness and cruelty and and self-sabotage you got past that already 
this is a place where I think Scorpio runs the best. If you can get past the underworld story and get to this last little piece before completely surrendering to the divine light, divine universe, basically what I'm saying, surrendering into the death, knowing and having complete trust and hope that the universe will bring you rebirth in a new way. That meditative place blends in to the new moon that happens on Wednesday. So if you remember and take this little hint and clue that I'm giving you, you could take that watery place of Jupiter and the sun and water signs, Pisces and Scorpio. It's such a profound mystery, this place. Let yourself go there. Take care of yourself, soothe yourself, and surrender. Then when you wake up on Wednesday, November 23rd for the Sag moon, which is ruled by that Jupiter and Pisces, which has, in the end, a structure of Saturn if you use it. But then you let yourself dream and let that quest come to you. and Seek out your wish and just sit there. Use Saturn afterwards to start to crystallize it, but let yourself have this moment. For all the intensity we've had, for all the confrontations with others or within ourselves and relationships, let some peace and let some hope and let a dream come into your world. On a personal note, that's what I'm doing. Um, I'll be trying to work on a new moon video here on, for YouTube on this, but um, I'll just let you know my intention for my world and for this world is that we get a break from all this intense energy we've had lately in the last three or four years. Can we just get a couple days of nice and of love and of relaxation <laughs> to let ourselves sail on the seas of dreams and inspiration. Anyway, those are some of my thoughts here. There's a couple other things I saw in this new moon lunation that have to do with Chiron. That's good. You got Mercury and Venus uh, in Sagittarius trining Chiron and Aries, more healing there that's coming through. I, I'm throwing that in there. I was going to end the podcast, but I'm throwing it in there for the people who've been following the Chiron and Aries story and who've been following it. This lunation helping you out, helping you with the healing is being able to, to bring a, a little bit more openness and space with the, uh, uh, the, the wound in your Aries chart and to feel that you're not not just wounded, but the, the knowledge that you've acquired tending to your wounds and tending to other people's wounds just like yours. This is where it comes into play with Venus and Mercury and Sag, trining it on this uh, particular new moon and giving you some other new dream and hope of how to take care of that wound for you and the rest of the world. That's my little bonus thing I throw in there. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you listening. Remember, if you never see me before, we're never going to meet in person. You listen to me, you watch your videos, you know here when I make these recordings that I close my eyes like I am at this moment and I send the best energy that I have to you from my heart. I see you and I hear you and I acknowledge you. And that's what being a human being is all about. I'll see you on the next recording. Peace.